All right. So tonight is really part two of our cheer, uh, talking about saying Kaddish for the Kedoshim, those who were killed back on uh, October 7th, on the 22nd of, uh, or the 21st, really, of, 21st should be, of, uh, of uh, Tishrei. And last week, the first part of the shir mostly revolved around the recitation of Kaddish, why we say it, and we emphasize that there's a difference between uh, that Kaddish is not a tefillah on behalf of the deceased, but rather it's a means of being able to generate the merit for the deceased, which are very, two very different uh, concepts. And based on that, we said that there is, uh, we began to see the possibility that there's a difference between uh, one who is um, going to uh, one who's going to be saying it for uh, for a parent, there would be something which is unique for a parent versus saying it for uh, for somebody else. And then we we what we left off with was that even when somebody is a kadosh, even when somebody uh, was killed al kiddush Hashem in sanctification of God's name, it still is appropriate to go ahead and uh, say kadosh. Okay, so now with the background about Kaddish in place, so now we will move on to the subject of how long Kaddish is said and who is going to say Kaddish. Two different parts, but obviously they come together with this uh, in this Shaila. So let's share the screen. Computer's getting slow. Should be popping up on your screen now. Yes. Okay, great. So we pick it up from source five over here. We have a lot more sources to do tonight than we did the last week. Hopefully we'll get through them, but we will see. Okay, so the Ramah says that Nogu she'ein omrin kadoshu So the minag is, common practices, that kadosh and davening for the Amud is really done for 11 months. Why is it done? Why, why would the cutoff be at 11 months? So explains the Ramah, in order that one does not go ahead and categorize one's parents as Rishayim, because we're told that only Rishayim actually experience the judgment following death for a full 12 months. Those who are not Rishayim, so they uh, will be finished with Gehenim, the latest, the end of the 11, 11 months. And in order to for the child to not make a statement about their parent, that their parent is a Russia, so that's why typically the Ramah says that the Minig is that the uh, children only say Kaddish for 11 months. Now, what exactly, how we measure or how exactly we exclude the 12th month so this, believe it or not, is a machlokas. It's a machlokas between Sephardim and Ashkenazim. So in source six over here, you have the uh, the Birke Yosef. Birke Yosef, in one of his commentaries on Shukhanar, called the Shiurei Bracha. So he writes, the Arizatzal, based on what the Arizal writes, that Kaddish mo gamkein lahalos nishmaso, that Kaddish not only serves as a schos or a protection, let's say, for uh, uh, for uh, when 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 the neshama is experiencing judgment, but it also serves to elevate the neshama, even when the neshama is no longer in uh, is no longer in Gehenim, but allows the neshama to get closer and closer to Kadosh Baruch Hu. So then, based on this, says the Birke Yosef, 
Nira Shiyomar Kaddish Kol Yud Beis Chodesh. So based on this, it would make sense that a child should say Kaddish for a parent for a full, for the entire 12 months from burial. El But out of consideration of the fact that people have this idea that you should not say it for the full 12 months because that would categorize the, the parent as a Rasha. So we go ahead and we skip one week. So the Birka Yosef says that for Sephardim, they're going to skip one week. Like the Knesset Sagdola writes, so being that, we don't want to go ahead and uh, categorize a parent as a Rasha and make a declaration through our behavior, through our recitation of Kaddish, that it would be a full 12 months, So, uh, which would make them into a Rasha. So as long as you skip one week out of the 12 months, so that already is enough. In common practice, as far as uh, from what I've been able to gather from uh, my Chavrusa and from uh, from another uh, Sephardi Rav who, uh, who's at uh, Yeshurun in the morning when I'm there. So what they do is at the end of 11 months, so they skip one week, and then the next three weeks they go ahead and they say Kaddish till the end of the 12 months. So rather than skipping the 12 months entirely, the 12 months entirely, they skip just the first week of the 12 months. And then that already is enough to say they're not a Russia because we skipped that week. And then for those remaining three weeks, the Kaddish has said not to help the Neshama where it is in Gehenim or to protect them where they are in Gehenim. But rather it's done uh, simply as an exercise of elevating the soul and allowing it to draw closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But our practice, our meaning us Ashkenazim, so here, source 7, Elia Rabba writes, that Kasav HaLavush, the Levush writes, and I didn't bring the Levush because I couldn't find the exact quote in the Levush, but he says, She'ein Omer Kaddish Elo Yud Alev Chadashim Miyom HaKvura. That common practices for Ashkenazim is that Kaddish is said for only 11 months in that 11 months is going to be measured, is going to be, uh, begins with the kvura, not the day of death, but the day of burial. In order not to assign the parent the status, they, they are a Russia, and therefore they continue to be in Gehenim even into the 12th month. So in order to avoid any uh, uh, implication that one is uh, that a parent is a Rasha. So Ashkenazi practices to skip St. Kaddish for the entire 12th, 12th month. Okay, so that is as far as the duration of Kaddish. Now the question is, in source 8 over here, the same very same Ramah, Shinayin Vav Sitaud. So here the Ramah talks about uh, whether or not a somebody other than a child should be saying Kaddish. And what we're going to do is we're going to read the Ramah, then we're going to take it back a step, and then we'll go back into other poskim as they uh, discuss it, eventually bring us back around to our Shaila about saying for these Kedoshim for 11 months or 12 months. So the Ramah writes, So the primary opinion quoted by the Ramah is that Kaddish is only said by a child for a parent. Aval lo But it would not be said by any other relative. Not a sibling, not a spouse, not a parent, not a, uh, a brother-in-law, not a cousin. It's only said, the first opinion cited by the Ramah is that the only person who says Kaddish is a relative. Now, as the Ramah continues, you have to keep in mind again, 
that the Ramah is presenting this from the perspective that only one person would say Kaddish in Shul at a time. And if there were multiple people who wanted to say Kaddish, so they would rotate through the Kaddishes. One would say Kaddish Drabanan, one would say the Kaddish before Baruch Shamar, one would say the Kaddish, you know, after uh, after Aleinu, another one would say the Kaddish after Shir Shoyom, but only one person would say Kaddish at a time. So therefore, when there's multiple Avelim, so they would rotate. So therefore, the Ramah says, Vim ein avel aviv imo. So in the event that you don't have in Shul a child who is in Avelis for a parent, so then, anybody in Shul who has lost a parent could say that Kaddish. And he says it on behalf of all the uh, all the deceased in Klal Yisrael. So this happens sometimes. Right now, we're not in such a, uh, a, a situation. But we've had times when nobody is actively saying Kaddish. There's nobody in Avelus. And there were usually one or two people who I could just sort of nod or point to towards the end of Aleinu and say, you know, to let them know that they should say Kaddish, even though they're not in uh, in Avelus. Then says, Then the Ramah mentions that there's a second minute. And the second minute is that if you're in a shul where there's no Avelim for parents, Nobody in shul is uh, is in yud beis chodesh for a parent. Then they allow avelim for other relatives to go ahead and say kaddish. So that would be like a second tier obligation. Primary tier, first tier is just children who have lost a parent within the past year, and then the second tier is if there's no children who are avelim, then other relatives who are in avelus they could go ahead and they could say the kaddish. Then he mentions the third menog, which is that even if there are uh, children who are in Avelus for a parent, still we would allow other Avelim to go ahead and say Kaddish for their relatives, whether it's a parent for a child or a for a sibling or for, for a spouse. Allah, however, Shosim Shar we don't put those who are uh, the children who are Avelim in the same category as any other relatives who is an Avel. The children have a higher priority. And they're not going to say as many Kaddishes as somebody who is saying Kaddish for a parent. And again, different ways that they would go ahead and divide it up that we're not going to explore. And ultimately, and this is the most important part of what the Ramah says, that Everything in this regard is going to follow whatever the custom of the shul is, so that's going to be binding. And nobody could come into shul and say, oh, my minog is that I say Kaddish under these conditions, and therefore I'm going to insist on saying Kaddish. It's not up to the individual, it's up to the tzibur. Whatever the minog of the tzibur is, all of the individuals are expected to comply with that. Provided that it is a well-established uh, minog, that this is how these things are, are 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 handled, and not just sort of making up minhagim on the fly because this is what you're feeling like uh, at, at the moment. So, uh, when we're talking about other krovim, um, uh, other krovim are only avelim for thirty days. So, would it only apply to them for thirty days, or would they also have all year? So we're going to see, uh, as we make our way through the uh, the sources over here, whether or not uh, uh, 
relatives other than children, whether or not they would say uh, Kaddish for the full 11, 11 months or the full 12 months. That's part of what we're going to explore. Okay, but, but you're assuming that it's more than just 30 days. Regardless. Right. My initial thinking was like yours, that if they're only availing for 30 days, it would only say Kaddish for 30 days. But that seems to, uh, that I didn't find a, a source say that. Um, okay, so I think source nine, just because we have a lot to uh, to to get through. So source nine is the source that has to that has to do with um, emphasizing that it's only said by a child rather than a uh, rather than a uh, a non relative. And uh, I guess we could just see. We'll just take the end of it actually. So this last highlighted section of the Shuvah's Binyamin Zev. So he writes, From this incident, he has a, a, a longer version of the incident, uh, which is the source for the recitation of Kaddish. But he says, from this story, and as well as the Gemara in Sanhedrin, that a child's behavior can generate can generate merit for a parent, but a parent does not generate merit for a child. It becomes evident to us that the source of this practice of reciting Kaddish is only for a child who's going to recite it for a parent. But it's not going to be for other relatives, not a parent for a child, not a spouse, not, uh, not, not siblings. He, now he says, and this we want to emphasize that he's uh, this perspective is because Kaddish is not recited simply because one is related to the deceased, but rather it's going to be recited specifically, it's designed specifically for a child to recite over the passing of a parent. And that's going to be the extent of the of the uh, of the practice. Okay. So now, based on this, we would ask, so what happens in the event that it's not uh, such a, you know, a, a crazy far-fetched circumstance where somebody passes away and there's nobody to go ahead and say comedy? So what happens? So here you have, a, in Source 10, we have the Tshuva of the Rav Pa'olim. The Rav Pa'olim are the tshuvas of the uh, the Benishchai, and he writes, "Besula gedola sheniftera." You have a uh, a woman who uh, passes away, ve'ela zera without any children. Lomar kaddish bishvila to say kaddish for her. Vavia rotsa sheyaskir la adam echad sheyomar kaddish bechol yom bishvila, and her father wants to hire somebody to go ahead and say kaddish for her. Because Yan Kihul Yeshla Asakim because he has business dealings with uh, with Arabs, it happens to be. And he's got to sit with them. He can't leave them alone. And as a result of that, he usually davens biachidus. He can't make it to shul, so he can't say he would he would say kaddish himself, but he can't because he can't get away from the uh, from his business. Therefore, he asks. And he wanted to know, the father wanted to know, is there going to be a benefit for his daughter's neshama 
for somebody to say Kaddish for her who's not related to her. Is there a value to that? Is there not? If it's a value, he would certainly go ahead and put in the effort in the and in uh, hire somebody, as we'll see. But if not, so then you know what what would be the point? Shuva. So uh, the Ben Yishchai responds. He says, certainly, in the event that the, the, the person who passed away does not have children who are going to be able to say Kaddish, so there would be significant benefit for the Neshama to have, for example, her father to say Kaddish for her. So it would be much better for her father to say Kaddish for her than somebody else. So in the rock, paper, scissors of halacha, better her father than a non-relative. But in the event that it's not possible for the father to say Kaddish because he can't get away from uh, from work. So then says the Ben Yishchai, So it will indeed provide her neshama with a benefit. So I'm not sure if this is necessarily disagreeing with the Ramah or disagreeing with the uh, the uh, Binyamin Zev, but the Ben Yishchai says that definitely there's a uh, there's a spectrum of how much benefit is going to be generated through this the recitation of Kaddish, and certainly he says that even if it turns out to be a non-relative, it will provide the Nisham with a benefit. even though he's not even related to her, because he says, and now we're finding out that this practice which has been in place to go ahead and hire somebody, to pay somebody, to stay Kaddish uh, when uh, when uh, somebody passes away, where the deceased does not have relatives who will be able to say Kaddish, says the Ben Yishchai, who minag kadmon. This is an ancient minag, minag Yisrael Torahi, and therefore it is a minag of Klai Yisrael, and certainly it's one that uh, one, uh, should, uh, one should not hesitate to follow or be uncomfortable or think that it's not going to be effective. This notion of hiring somebody to say Kaddish is an ancient minog, and therefore it's perfectly acceptable. And not only is it perfectly acceptable, but the Bir Halacha writes, Kasa Magen Avram, and he's quoting the Magen Avram, one of their earliest uh, commentators on Shulchan Arach, that if the child, let's say you have a case where a son isn't going to be able to say Kaddish. Again, for whatever reason, the son isn't going to be able to make it. So now the son has a choice that he could go ahead and he could pay somebody to say Kaddish in his place, or he could ask somebody for a favor. Listen, could you do me a favor? I know you go to Minyan three times a day anyways, you dive mitzibur. When you're there, could you go ahead and say Kaddish for, in, in my place? So the Magen Avram writes, it's better for a child to hire somebody to say Kaddish in his place than to have somebody else say it for free. So better to hire somebody than to, for that person to do it as a favor. And then he says, but that somebody who's hired to say Kaddish does not have the right is not in the same position, doesn't get into the lineup to say Kaddish, the same as the other Avelim. So like we mentioned earlier uh, tonight and last week, that in those places where the Minog is that only one person says Kaddish at a time, and you have to put yourself into the rotation of Kaddish sayers, so the uh, the Bir Halacha quotes the Chassam Sofer, who says that although one may have been hired even by the child to say Kaddish for him, 
But if you're a hired hand, rather than the actual Avel, you don't get into the rotation. So you could say it, but you're not going to be part of the, the regular rotation, which would supplant or replace one of the actual Avelim. So this will work, but only in those places where, or only in circumstances where it's not going to get in the way of, uh, of any of the other uh, Avelim. Okay, so now this is, so, so far we know that there's a, uh, what we've seen tonight is that there's a Kaddish is going to be said for 11 months rather than 12 months, generally be said by 11 months rather than 12 months. And we have this idea that in the event um, there's a discussion whether or not non-relatives would say Kaddish. The, uh, the, uh, the Ramah brought down three different opinions uh, about that. And it seems to be from the uh, the later opinions in the uh, in, in the posting from the Rav Baalim and the Magen Avram and the Bir Halacha that uh, that it, it is a uh, a known practice when a person does not have uh, a relative who's going to say Kaddish for them to go ahead, to go ahead and hire somebody else in their place. Once, Rabbi, is this a good time to answer my question about a woman saying Kaddish? One second, Mel. Hold on, one second. Okay. Um, no. So we're still gonna <laughs> we're, we're we're still gonna push that off. Okay. Now, um, so now the question is: What about when you have this non-relative who's going to be saying Kaddish? So, how long do they say Kaddish for? So we know for sure, we already saw this idea that when a child is saying Kaddish for a parent, so in order to avoid implying that the parent may be a Russia, so we avoid saying Kaddish, the child would avoid saying Kaddish for that 12th month. Does that restriction apply when somebody else is saying Kaddish for the deceased? Somebody's hired to do so, or a sibling is saying Kaddish, or a spouse is saying Kaddish, or a nephew is saying Kaddish, or a grandchild is saying Kaddish. When anybody else is saying Kaddish, so do they say it for a full 12 months, or do they say, do they say it only for the, the 11 months as if they were a uh, the child saying it? So here, as we're going to see now, it's a fascinating discussion, and there was discussions about this this week, which were uh, literally spanning the globe. You know, Rabbanim here and Rabbanim in Eretz Yisrael, and uh, you know, tracking down all the various uh, Mar Makomos. Certainly, uh, an exciting journey. So he says. So the Gesher Chaim. So as uh, as you know, the Gesher Chaim is one of the most authoritative Sfarim on Hilchos Avelus, one of the ones after Shulchan who organized it uh, by chapter and did the uh, you know a uh, a masterful job of uh, of collating the different uh, sources and the different. Uh, uh, opinions which uh, which exist. So he writes as follows. He says, Rabim Noagim Shalav Dafka Haben, that many people have the practice, many people have the minute, that not only does a child not say Kaddish during the 12th month, but but even somebody who's a non-relative, a non-child, who's going to be saying Kaddish on behalf of the deceased, Omer alav gamhu rat yud alav chodesh. 
So that person also is going to say Kaddish only for 11 months and not 12 months. So, so here, the Gesher Chaim presents the first opinion is Rabim Nogim. Many people have this minog. They are, regardless of who's saying Kaddish, that uh, you're going to say Kaddish only for 11 months and not for 12 months. That is what uh, what the, the the first the first position he cites. Then he says, "Umuvan sheish acher," but it's understood, it's evident they are another person, meaning a non-relative, zulas aben besides the child. Yocholomer gam yudbeis chodesh. Not he just said, a non-relative. Not the, the common practice is that they don't, but it's understood that it's permitted, it's acceptable to go ahead and say it for the full twelve months. Because the only concern is, as we're going to see from other poskim, the only concern is when a child goes out and says it for the 12 month. That may imply that he considers his parent to be a Russia. But if somebody else does so, so we don't really have that concern. And says uh, Gesher Chaim, And the Gesher Chaim says, if you ask me my opinion, I maintain that this is actually the correct way that one should conduct himself that the better practice is to say it for the non-child, to say Kaddish for the full 12 months, Shim Acher Yom HaKaddish, that if somebody else is saying Kaddish, now he adds in this idea that we just saw the, that the Bir Halacha quoted from the Magen of Ram, Ben Bechina Ben Bishar, and for this matter, it doesn't make a difference whether that other person is saying it for free, or whether that other person is being paid to say Kaddish, Yomar Yudbeis Chodesh. He should say it for the twelfth month as well. So this is the opinion of the authoritative sefer of the Geshra Chaim, where he says that he writes Kach Roy Linog that this is the proper way to go ahead and conduct yourself. That anybody other than the child who's saying Kaddish would say it for a full twelve months. So that would mean that those people who uh, accepted upon themselves the uh, to uh, to say Kaddish for the Kedoshim, for those who were killed on October 7th. So they would go ahead and when they get their notice about when the person was buried, so they would go ahead and they would say Kaddish 12 months from the time that the uh, the person was buried. Okay? So that is what the Gesher Chaim writes. As I said, that's considered to be a pretty authoritative uh, uh, safer as far as Hilchos Avelus is concerned. And, that, and that, includes uh, if, that includes if it's a relative other than the son. Even if it's a relative, right? Anybody other than the child, correct? Then there's a more recent sefer called Pischei Chuvos, not the Pischei Chuvos or the Pischei Chuva, but the Pischei Chuvos. You have to keep track of all those different names. So he writes, Haminag Shemafsikim B'Chodesh Hayyurbeis. So he writes that the Minag that the uh, Kaddish is not said during the twelfth month. That's not restricted. It's not limited to a child who's saying Kaddish for a parent. But he writes that anybody who's saying Kaddish for somebody who is deceased, nobody is going to say Kaddish during that 12th month. Why? In order not to um, uh, uh, deride or to be disrespectful, that's probably a better word, not to be disrespectful towards the uh, towards the deceased. Because the, uh, the the this perspective 
assumes that any time Kaddish is going to be said during the 12th month, for that 12th month, that is a, 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 a statement, that's an indication that one is assuming that the deceased is a Rasha. And since you never want to go ahead and assign somebody that, uh, that that's not never, but we don't want to assign somebody that status when it may not be true. So therefore, he brings down that we do not say Kaddish during the 12th month, even if it's being recited by a non-relative, by somebody other than the child. And I don't have, I, I didn't uh, uh, quote the footnote for you over here, but fascinatingly, if there's such a word, he says, what's the source for this? He cites the Geshachai. So he seems to be going with the Rab, the initial minog that's mentioned by the Gesher Chaim, rather than the Gesher Chaim's own personal opinion. So that seems to be the way that uh, that he that the uh, the position which he is going to adopt in these matters. But now what this means is is we have a pretty big machlokas. This is a pretty uh, uh, fundamental disagreement about what happens because it, again it's common enough that you have uh, people who pass away without a child who's going to be able to say Kaddish, whether because the child doesn't go to shul, there is no child, maybe that there's daughters and not sons, again, sidestepping around Mel's uh, point over there, but there's all sorts of circumstances where, or somebody uh, somebody died before they were married, so there's all sorts of circumstances where a somebody other than the child may be saying Kaddish, and now we have this fundamental question, are they going to be saying Kaddish for 12 months, or are they going to be saying Kaddish for 11 months? And as we're going to see in Rav Moshe's Shuva, which we're going to see now, uh, a common practice, uh, some creative fundraiser realized that a way that shuls and yeshivas to go ahead and generate money is to offer to, offer to be Kaddish sayers for families who don't have somebody to say Kaddish. So almost every institution, almost every kolel and every yeshiva uh, around the world will have a service where you could contact them, you pay them a fee, and they will have somebody go ahead and say uh, say kaddish for the uh, for the family on behalf of the deceased. So let's say you never thought about it before. You just went ahead and you sent in the check for $360. I don't know what the going rate is now to hire them to go ahead and say Kaddish, but you go ahead and do so. Are they going to be telling their person you're going to be saying Kaddish for 12 months or 11 months? Okay, so this is a uh, a uh, an issue which was addressed by Rav Moshe Feinstein. So he writes as follows. This is a tshuva, it's in, uh, that's where you would uh, find it. It was originally part of a, a Torah journal uh, called Amha Torah. I tried to find the Amha Torah online, but I couldn't find this, uh, you know, where this was being cited. But thankfully, it made its way into the Igris Moshe. They eventually took it from the journal and put it into Igris Moshe. So we, here it is. And that is, Misha Omer Kaddish al-Akher Aviv. So somebody is saying Kaddish, for somebody other than a parent. So do they say it for the full 12 months or not? Should they say it during that 12th month? And then the second question is, And if somebody is hired to say Kaddish, so do they say it for a full 12 months or not? So Moshe, you're going to see why he divides this into two different shilas, but he wants to know that when somebody else is saying Kaddish, this machlogus which we have between the Gesher Chaim and let's say the Piskei Chuvos, not that the Piskei Chuvos could, the, this, could, the, is a bar plug, is, a, is comparable to the Gesher Chaim in these matters, but um, he is a later authority, 
So what's going to be the story? Is it said for 11 months or 12 months? And it doesn't make a difference whether or not one is saying it's stam for a relative or whether one was hired to say it. Okay, so says Ramosha. You have somebody who promised to say Kaddish on behalf of somebody. That person does not have to be worried, does not have to be concerned about what we find in Sfarim. That when saying Kaddish during the 12 months, for the uh, for the deceased, maybe that is a an indication that the people consider the deceased to have been a Russia, and therefore they're experiencing Gehenna even in the twelfth month. So does one have to be uh, uh, to, to be concerned about that? So says Ravosha, you don't have to be concerned. Anybody other than the child does not have to be worried about making that communication. Daha because only a child who is obligated in kibbutz aim, so he has to be very conscientious to not do something which would be a sign of disrespect to the parent. So for a child to say Kaddish during the 12th month, that means that the child is thinking that the parent is a Russia, and for the child to communicate that he thinks that the parent is a Russia, that is a sign of disrespect. And a child must be sensitive to that, is not allowed to do something which would be disrespectful to a parent. But anybody else, so you could go ahead, you don't, they're, they're, uh, anybody other than the child does not have that concern. And therefore, and therefore, it would certainly be beneficial for anybody else to go ahead and say Kaddish for that 12th month, because if the person actually was a Rasha, so then they're still in Gehenim and they need to they need the Kaddish. In the event not, so we could certainly go like the Arizal, who says that it's always going to be a toelis, it's always going to be beneficial for the Nishama for Kaddish to be said. Certainly couldn't hurt. And therefore, you might as well go ahead and say it when you don't have the concern about violating Kibaravain. Therefore, he says, Lachem. If somebody's going to be saying Kaddish for the deceased because of their connection, their friendship, or their relationship with their close relationship with the deceased or the children of the, of the deceased, Paskins of Moshe, like the Gesher Achayim, you should say it for a full 12 months. Now, this is where Moshe has an interesting chat. He says, Misha Omer Kaddish Let's say you have a circumstance where the son is not going to be able to say Kaddish. You have a son, let's say he's a, you know, let's say he's a surgeon or something. So many days he is, uh, spends hours and hours in the hospital and can't get out to go ahead and, uh, and say Kaddish. And he feels bad. He doesn't want his parents, Neshama, to miss out on the Kaddish just because, he's a, uh, just because he's a surgeon. So the child says, you know what, I'll hire somebody to say Kaddish for me. So then, Machmas, and the child does so, not because he doesn't want to say Kaddish, but Machmas, Sheikah Yom Yucha Lomar Kaddish. So there's days where he's not going to be able to say Kaddish, does a lot of traveling and is going to miss Kaddish. Then, says Ramosha, Talia Belashan Sha'amr Lo Haben So whether or not that hired Kaddish Zagar, whether or not that Kaddish sayer is going to say for the full 12 months or only 11 months, that is going to depend on the language which was used when the child, when the son hired the Kaddish sayer.
Meaning what? Shim Amr Shiyomar Kaddish Bim Komo. In the event that he says, listen, I can't say Kaddish, and I want you to say Kaddish in my place. So then we say, Shlucho Shaladam Kamoso. So this hired person is, is, a, is a replacement for the son, is the alter ego for the son. Then, Hurak Yudal of Chodesh. So just like the son would only say Kaddish for 11 months, if you're being hired to say it in place of the son, instead of the son, then you also would only say it for 11 months. But in the event when the son hires this Kaddish sayer and he says, I want you to say Kaddish, which will be a benefit to my father's neshama or benefit to my parents' neshama, then then you would say it for a full 12 months because it would certainly be a benefit based on the Arizal. It would certainly be a benefit for the neshama of the deceased even in the 12th month. So, because as far as the non as far as the non relative is concerned, so it doesn't make a difference for him eleven months or twelve months. Because just in the 12th month, maybe it will be beneficial for the deceased because they may still be in Gehenim. And that's going to be true the same way. We don't even know if everybody's neshama is still in Gehenim in the 11th month or the 10th month or the 9th month or the 8th month. We don't know how long the deceased neshama is going to be in Gehenim and Kaddish will be a benefit for them. So every month is really some element of suffolk and you say it anyways. So if you could say it in the 10th month, you could say it in the 11th month, you could say it in the 12th month. Because maybe the person was actually a Rasha, and if the person actually was a Rasha, so then the Kaddish would certainly be a benefit. And if the terms of the agreement were, say Kaddish to benefit my parents' neshama, so then there's no reason to differentiate between the 12th month and the 11th month. The only distinction would be where the son says, I want you to say Kaddish in my place. Then it would only be said for 11th month, 11 months, but anything short of that, so then you should say it even in the 12th. And then Rav Moshe says, now he gets to the institutions who are hired to find somebody to say Kaddish. Same thing is going to be true of institutions and yeshivas. That when somebody contacts them and says, could you say Kaddish for so-and-so who passed away? So without any further qualification, if that's the extent of the conversation, or that's all that appears on the website, is you just give the name and you send in the money, then the expectation is it's going to be said for a full 12 months. Umenale yeshivas, but he says, and he says not only that, when it comes to the head of the yeshivas or the fundraisers of the yeshivas or other institutions, so they're going to say it for 12 months, and it doesn't make a difference in that instance what exactly the child said. Whether the child said, say it for me, or whether the child said, say it as a benefit for my deceased parent. Ella, but what Moshe says, he says, in these conditions, when you're hiring a yeshiva or another institution, so in all, we always assume that the um, the schiras, the employment is to say Kaddish in a way which is going to be beneficial to the deceased. 
not as a replacement for the child, as, as the shliach of the child, but to do so in a way which is beneficial. She And as we said, there's it, it, it could be assumed that there will always be some sort of benefit even throughout the 12th month. And then he says, close to your point, Mel, but not quite. He says, and it doesn't make a difference whether or not the one hiring the uh, the institution to say Kaddish is the son or a daughter. Uh, in all of those cases, we're not going to differentiate. And in all cases, we're going to say that the Kaddish should be said for a full 12, uh, a full 12 months. So based on this, being that, we have uh, some sort of machlokas about it. But Rav Moshe came out with a very clear psaq where he ruled that when Kaddish is said by anybody other than the child, it should be said for a full 12 months. So that seems to be the way that we are passing halacha lemaisa. So here in this case, again, just to summarize what we talked about last week and this week. So when somebody is going to make a commitment to go ahead and say Kaddish on behalf of those who were killed, al-Kiddush Hashem. So number one, we say that the Kaddish is going to be said um, uh, that uh, although they died al Kiddush Hashem, nonetheless, we still consider it to be important to say Kaddish on their behalf. Then number two, we say that although Kaddish was primarily designed for the relative, for the child of the deceased to go ahead and, and say, that was a primary uh, practice of Kaddish, nonetheless, even if it's said by a non-relative, it's still going to provide a benefit. And certainly if the relatives or if the child hire somebody to say Kaddish, it's going to be a, a benefit. And then as far as whether or not Kaddish is going to be said for 11 months or 12 months, so although for a child, a child would only say Kaddish for 11 months and not for a full 12 months, whether as Ashkenazim do it, that we skip the entire 12 months, or like the Sfardim do it, that they skip the first week of the 12th month and then they say the remaining three weeks, but either way, that restriction, we seem to paskin that that restriction is in place only for a child. Because since a child has an obligation of kiwarav aim, the child may not do something which would imply that they consider the, the parent to be a rasha. So a child has that restriction. But anybody else other than that child, so they're saying it not as a declaration that the, that the deceased is a rasha. They're doing it by saying that uh, it couldn't hurt that in the event that the deceased is still in Gehenim, so uh, uh, Kaddish will certainly be a benefit to them. And if it turns out they're not in Gehenim, so no harm done, no blood, no foul. So we don't have to worry about doing something which which is bad. And there's no risk of being disrespectful to the deceased because as a non-child, so they don't have to be worried about restrictions of Kibbutz aim in saying something or doing something which would indicate the possibility that the uh, the parent is a, is a Russia, the deceased is a Russia. And therefore, hello, these people who are saying Kaddish for those who are killed uh, on, uh, on Shemini Atzeres in Eretz Yisrael. So I think the uh, the Kamev Sak, which is being issued to all of those people, is that they should say it for the full 12 months. So whenever the uh, the burial date is, so that's the time that uh, that they would uh, that would be day one for the recitation of Kaddish, and you count the 12 months from there. Alrighty? So, um, are you going to talk about the 30 days? What do you mean? Which 30 days? Some say only for one month. The so sometimes it happens. So I'm not sure where that where, where, where that comes from. I think it's similar to uh, what Art mentioned. 
in terms of that uh, when it comes to Avelis in general, the only time one has to observe Avelis for a full year is for a parent. Any other relative for whom one um, uh, mourns, so Avelis is only 30 days. Rav Moshe says the, addif- the additional 11 months is a form of Kibbut uh, Aveim, uh, and it's, it's, it's an expression of Kibbut Aveim, but all other relatives who, are, who mourn, they only have to mourn for 30 days. So I think from that, they say that the Kaddish, which they say, is also going to be that that's part of their expression of mourning, and they end up saying it for, for 30 days. Yeah, but but that, in the that... event that there's a child who's going to be saying Kaddish, so then it's not, uh, you know, as long as the child is going to be saying the Kaddish anyways, so I'm not sure that there's a benefit for non-relatives to continue saying Kaddish. Just like they don't have the right to under those conditions. So that there's no reason for this for them to say Kaddish because the, everybody agrees that the primary benefit is when it's recited by the child. So if it's a child is saying it, so then uh, it's being taken care of. Um, I have a question. Um, yes. According according to most people, the mitzvah of kibbutz aim also applies to grandparents. So by that logic, if a grandchild is saying kaddish for a grandparent, would it only be for 11 months as well? So there's more of a reason in that case to say uh, yes. I mean, there's machlokas about uh, kibbutz avim for a grandparent, what exactly the parameters of that may or may not uh, be. But yeah, the uh, the postgame uh, discussed that as well. Um, I don't remember if I'll be able to pull that up. Right away, but they, they they talk about as well whether or not um, if a grandchild goes out and says Kaddish, is that is that the same thing as if a uh, as if the child is saying it? Does it have the same benefit for the deceased as a direct descendant of that uh, of that of the one who passed away? Yeah, I mean, even if it doesn't have the same benefit, you would think that if 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 the Absence of the twelve months is because of the mitzvah of kibbutz aim That regardless of the benefit for the grandfather, the grandchild um, uh, would still have a problem with kibbutz aim to be saying kaddish after the you know during the twelfth month. But right, right. So yeah. So in the discussion about the uh, the twelve the, the twelve months, I didn't see specifically. Um, that brought up, but it may, what you're saying would make a lot of sense. Yes. All right, everybody. If, have if a uh, thank you for coming. So remember that throughout the uh, the season on Tuesday nights, classes is, is at seven Chicago time, eight o'clock New York time, and Thursdays is eight thirty Chicago time, nine thirty New York time. Thank All you, the best. Thank you, Rabbi. Good.